This week on Plastic Science, tiny needles, suction cups, and rubbing rocks on your face. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of Plastic Science. I'm your host, Eliza Brett. It's been a very big week in many ways, and this episode we're just going to fucking kick back and relax and talk about some of the more kind of ridiculous yet effective methods that we use in the pursuit of staying forever young and staying forever beautiful. This week it's time to address the visage. There are three trends picking up a good deal of momentum and they are microneedling, jade rolling or gua sha and cupping therapy. In the quest for amplifying our beauty These three techniques together promise the holy grail. Younger, radiant skin on a streamlined, elegant face. We're going to break down what actually happens. Who on earth came up, 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 up. Who on earth came up with these ideas and if they even work? We'll begin with microneedling and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's all about making small micro punctures in the skin where sometimes blood can actually be drawn from. they would be that deep. It's essentially controlled wounding of the skin. There's a website called PubMed where you can access all scientific papers across all the journals. Yeah, PubMed. Anyway, research papers when you search microneedling really only take off from 2015. And actually, if you do the same on Google Trends, you'd see much the same timeline. People only really started Googling it in 2018. So science world is copping on to the popularity of this since then it's been written about for six years now and so it must have a measurable effect or i guess it would have died down one of the main selling points for microneedling is younger skin like every single product out there however it's so easy to say that because it's the promise of having younger skin when you get older the problem of age is that it's down the line But the problem for something like acne scars is right here, right now. And the research world shows that microneedling to the face actually helps to fill in pockmarks left by the acne. And it does so by a rather interesting mechanism. Basically, when you disrupt the skin with a needle, when you stick a little needle in and then pull it back out, there's micro damage done. And it's fixed in a very small way by the local cells by secreting collagen. And over a few more microneedling sessions, This repair collagen gets bigger and bigger in quantity and it can physically start to fill in the small depressions in the skin. Another form of microneedling is obviously tattooing, except there's ink involved in that one, of course. And the reason the ink stays put there is because the skin is generally not a very active place, but also there's extra collagen secreted from the needle damage, which supports the ink to stay where it is. And as we mentioned about our show in sunscreen, solar elastosis is when the sunlight physically disperses and breaks down the skin architecture. And that's why tattoos should always be sunscreened. An extra detail about microneedling, though, is you can order PRP on the side. PRP means platelet-rich plasma. When you have a vial of blood drawn, and if you centrifuge that blood, it splits into three main layers. (laughs) Excuse me. Oh, God. Excuse me. The bottom layer is dark red, containing all the red blood cells. 
The middle layer is a very small one called the buffy coat. It's white and it has a name that I've always hated and never really understood. There you go. The buffy coat contains white blood cells. And then on top is the liquid gold, is the plasma. It's about 55% of your blood. The plasma contains platelets, cells that are called into action to start closing or helping any injury. The plasma also contains a ton of proteins that stimulate collagen production. There's one in particular called TGF-beta or transforming growth factor beta, which you may or may not have seen some products touting its ability to stimulate. It's basically a very potent protein that tells your cells to make collagen. So when you go in for a treatment, they'll sit you down, take some blood, and then while they micro-needle your face with a small device like a rolling pin with protruding needles, the blood taken from your arm is being spun down in the centrifuge in the other room into three layers. When it's done and the blood is separated, they'll take the top layer of your plasma and smear it onto your freshly micro-needled face. It's hacky as bedamned. I think it's absolutely gas, but it works. It works to diminish facial scars and help build up scarred skin. And based on that, I imagine it does indeed help to create skin that is a bit more resistant to age, namely skin that's full of collagen. There's a lot going on behind the face. Indeed, there's also a lot going on behind the history of gua sha, a technique originating from China. Gua sha means to scrape sand, literally, whatever was in reach, a bone, a coin, a horn, sometimes somebody's knuckles. Pressure was used through these implements to draw lines down the back of someone's neck, upper back. The goal was for these really hard strokes of pressure to relieve headaches and dizziness, and was also used even to revive farmers who had collapsed due to heat stroke. There, there's a ton of articles available for your reading about gua sha originating as a heat stroke preventative measure. Anyway, traditional Chinese medicine posits that the technique rids the body of the toxins made during the heat stroke. This was not a serene, pretty procedure. The whole beauty aspect was only discovered afterwards because they realised over time that repeated gua sha reduced the wrinkles on the face. More recent developments showed us that we can move the lymph that collects in our cheeks and jowls and foreheads to the collection drainage ducts, ducts located just in front of the ears, which can allow us to decrease any puffiness by literally squishing the lymph up and out to, to be drained to the glands in front of the ears. The tools for this have come a long way from spare animal parts and coins because the market is now loaded with these beautiful facial rollers and flat grooved pieces of rose quartz and jade and other exquisitely polished stones to achieve the same effect. Lastly, a new phenomenon that has insta-bloggers showing their toned backs and flawless faces with coffee mug sized bruises on their skin. This is the world of cupping therapy. Another thing I really wish they'd given a different name to, aside the buffy coat. The buffy coat and cupping therapy. I, am I even going to post this? Don't know. I'll see. Cupping therapy involves applying suction to the skin using a cup for five to ten minutes. And then it's removed. And the bruises that result can usually fade in ten days or so. 
The idea is that by drawing the skin up and away from the underlying connective tissue, you create more blood vessels. And this is scientifically proven, not to sound like a TV infomercial, but I actually did some research on this myself in the past. The new fresh blood flow that's created by the suction improves skin oxygenation, which has a whole array of downstream benefits. But my personal favorite and most elegant use for suction on the skin, I think, is actually for breast surgery. So a mastectomy is a procedure that removes the breast. If the surgeon does not do an immediate reconstruction, that is, if the patient doesn't want to wake up with a recreated breast instantly post mastectomy, the skin of the chest wall is sewn up. Later in life, if the patient chooses to reconstruct that missing breast, there are many options that exist. One of the most elegant options, I think, involves using suction. The use of a big suction cup placed on the chest wall. It draws the skin up and away from the rib cage, loosening a pocket for something like an implant or liposuctioned fat to go into. Suction, pulling, is referred to in the medical world as negative pressure. On the other hand, there are things called expanders, which do the same thing, but pushing from the inside, positive pressure. Imagine a balloon between the skin and the rib cage being filled gradually over time. The suction system doesn't require surgery. And more than that, the pocket that comes from the suction is way more vascularized than that created by expanders. Meaning whatever you put in there for the breast reconstruction, especially liposucked fat, is going to survive much longer and give a much better result. Actually, the name of one of the um, most commonly used suction cup systems for breast surgery is called Brava, which I think is just a marketing stroke of genius. And I always enjoyed that name. And I also enjoyed writing it into my scientific publications. Good on them. That brings us to the end of this episode. It's really wild to me how many topics are at my fingertips regarding skincare, anti-aging, scar treatment, younger, bouncier skin. I haven't even gone near scar revision therapy, cellulite, varicose veins, etc. If you'd like to request a topic for discussion, because I'm clearly swimming in a sea of them, please feel free. This is an open, an open give and take environment. You can find me using the handle Plastic Science on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> no underscores for me. Until next time, thank you for choosing to listen. Please be kind to yourself, be kind to your body and be grateful for your body.